Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. By the power of Grayskull. It's time to get lassoed. The Ted Lasso welcome wagon has arrived. Ted! I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend, Friday, July 23rd through Sunday, July 25th. We're counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies, but first, your entertainment headlines. The secret's out! Game of Thrones veteran Amelia Clark confirmed in an interview with Jimmy Fallon on The Tonight Show this week that she has a role to play in the upcoming Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion. But, as expected, she couldn't say anything beyond that. The Emmy nominee has been in talks to join the project, which is based on the Skrull-centric Secret Invasion comic book arc of the same name. But it's confirmed that those talks were, in fact, fruitful. It's unclear which role she'll be playing, but she joins the previously cast Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, Ben Mendelsohn as the Skrull named Talos, and One Night in Miami star Kingsley Benadire as the villain. The Whitney Houston hologram tour that swept Europe last year will now haunt audiences stateside with a Las Vegas residency, the late singer's estate announced this week. Billed as An Evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston hologram concert, the residency, beginning October 26th, will feature a holographic recreation of Houston performing alongside a live band, backup singers, and dancers accompanied by cinematic special effects, according to a press release. The concert will include such hits as I Will Always Love You, I Want to Dance With Somebody, and The Greatest Love of All, among others. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head over to EW.com. All right, let's dig into this weekend's picks, starting with number five, Tig Notaro Drawn. The comedian and Army of the Dead star is returning to stand-up with an animated HBO special, blending her signature voice and storytelling with a variety of artistic styles. Join Nataro as she recounts a hospital bed proposal, a high school talent show gone awry, unintentionally blowing off Jenny Slate, a road trip with Dolly Parton, and much more. Here's a preview. Who wants to hear a story about Kool-Aid? Kool-Aid Man, I guess, is aware when people buy Kool-Aid. More importantly, if he's busting through a fence, that means he was waiting in their neighbor's yard. (laughs) Sounded like somebody trying out a new laugh tonight. Just like, I think I'm gonna do it now. Fortunately, you can try out a new laugh in the comfort of your own home. Tignataro Drawn premieres Saturday at 10 p.m. on HBO and streaming on HBO Max. 
Getting back to live action, emphasis on action, for our number four pick, the new documentary Stuntman. The film follows Hollywood stuntman Eddie Braun, who's contemplating retirement after three decades of car crashes, explosions, high falls, and death-defying leaps. Inspired by his hero, Evil Knievel, Eddie decides to close out his career by recreating the infamous Snake River Canyon rocket jump, the stunt that almost killed Knievel in 1974. With help from the son of the NASA scientist who built Knievel's original doomed rocket, Eddie sets out to finish his time as a stuntman in a blaze of glory. Here's a preview. You got an email. Somebody is building a rocket and they need a pilot. This rocket was on my lunchbox as a kid. I'm ending my career. I will go out finishing what my hero started. Life's funny like that. So I'm betting everything on this. My reputation and ultimately my life. What will you say to your dad after he does it? Finally. <laughs> this literally is jumping off a cliff. Would you follow your hero over the edge of a cliff? Well, that is a hell of a stunt, man. The film straddles the line between documentary and nonfiction action movie, offering a rare look into the entertainment industry's most dangerous and anonymous profession through the eyes of one of its renowned veterans. You can stream Stuntman on Disney Plus right now. Grab your finest jewels and a spot of tea for this next segment as I welcome EW's Maureen Lee Linker back to the podcast. Hey, Maureen, how are you? I'm good, Jared. Just missing England. How are you? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I know. This this uh, segment right here is definitely going to make us uh, wish we could travel again so easily. But here we go. Let's get into it. Tell everyone what you're watching. I am watching The Crown from the beginning. Um I am a huge Anglophile, but somehow I never got into the show when it first premiered a few years ago. I had watched the pilot and it didn't really grab me. And then obviously there's been lots of talk about it this year and so many uh -huh. family friends have loved it. And so my mom and I uh, needed a new show to watch together and we decided to try this and now I'm addicted. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, when I found out you would never watch this show, knowing how much I know you love lots of British shows, including Downton Abbey, I was shocked. I mean, Maureen of all people. <laughs> I know. No, now that you're <laughs> now that you're into it, uh, and, and uh, obviously you got past that first episode that didn't hook you right away. But what are you enjoying about it so far? And 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 do you feel like, oh my gosh, how did I miss this the first time? Yeah, you know what? It's funny because what I love so much about it is the female performances, especially Claire Foy and Vanessa Kirby as uh, Elizabeth and Margaret, because um, I haven't gotten to the new cast just yet, but I'm sure I will enjoy those just as much. Uh, and I think that's maybe why I never moved past the first episode the first time, because it's so centered on sort of Philip and her father and what's happening with them. and we don't really get into her until the next episode. Now that I've actually gotten into the meat of it and getting to see these incredible performances on display and how different Claire Foy is in this from other things I've seen her in has just hooked me. And then yeah. I think starting this after the Oprah, Harry, Megan interview, like 
I, I'm uh, not going to lie. It made a difference because it was like, oh, give me all <laughs> the tea. Literally, all the tea. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and they certainly do. Of course, I, you know, everybody at the Crown is very quick to say, look, we take a lot of creative liberties here. These are some of these are very fictionalized uh, accounts. But of course, so much of it, we do know the, the real stories because some of these things played out, uh, you know, in public, public events. Um, but it's I just think one of the most fascinating things I have watched in uh, the past several years. I was lovingly, uh, you know, joking with you there that like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. But uh, full admission, I also had not watched the show. Uh, I binged the first three seasons so that I could catch up with the fourth season when it debuted. Word, uh, small word of advice, give yourself a break between the end of season two and the beginning of season three, because going right from one cast to the other, it's a little jarring. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm both excited for them, but also reluctant. We've just started season two, so I have some time, but I'm reluctant to say goodbye to this cast because they are so extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And I do feel a little silly that it's taken me so long because, as you said, it's one of the best shows I've ever seen that is Mm -hmm. good at doing something that I think is very difficult, which is dramatizing history and making history and all of these interior intimate emotional spaces that we don't have a record of come alive in a really compelling way. Their track record uh, stands on its own, really. So many uh, Emmys they've won in the past, including Claire Foy and and John Lithgow, uh, who played uh, Churchill. He's just fantastic. This past season, season four, 24 Emmy nominations, staggering number. I can't wait for you to see all of it. And if all of you want to watch, all four seasons of The Crown are available on Netflix. Thanks a lot, Maureen. Uh, You're welcome. I'm going to go back to enjoying some royal drama. Number three. Now let's head to Tokyo for our number three pick, the 2020, uh, well, 2021 Summer Olympics opening ceremony. The Summer Games are set to officially open Friday after a year-long delay due to the pandemic and have technically already begun due to some early events and a very big time difference. Still, you can catch a rebroadcast of the opening ceremonies, much of which were pre-recorded anyway for COVID safety reasons, tonight at 7.30 on NBC. We're not entirely sure what to expect, but the ceremony will feature the usual pomp and circumstance, including the lighting of the Olympic cauldron and the always entertaining Parade of Nations. Tune in to see if Pita Taftafua, better known as the viral shirtless Tonga flag bearer from the 2016 Rio Games, will make another appearance, or just to see what a socially distanced opening ceremony looks like. Again, that all begins tonight at 7.30 on NBC, and catch the Olympic Games over the next two weeks on NBC and their various cable channels. It's trivia time. Here's a rare sports trivia question for you. When was the last time the United States hosted the Olympics? 2004, 2002, or 1996? Stick around for the answer. And up next, our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. Number two. Now, let me tell you about our number two pick, Masters of the Universe Revelation. The new Netflix series is a direct sequel to 1983's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, picking up as the War for Eternia begins again in what may be the final battle between He-Man and Skeletor. Only this time, it's up to Tila to solve the mystery of the missing sword of power in a race against time to prevent the end of the universe. Here's a preview. If I don't do this, everybody dies. No! Whatever became of Eternia, we'll face it together. No one else dies. But the sword of power was destroyed. Not destroyed. Divided. Whether you serve Grayskull or Snake Mountain, we all gotta work together now. Or else Eternia dies. What were we ever fighting for? Being a hero swallows you whole. Well, that's a risk I'm willing to take. By the power of Grayskull, I am so freaking excited for this. Revelation, by the way, was created and co-written by Kevin Smith. Yep, that Kevin Smith. And boasts a star-studded voice cast, including Chris Wood, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Lena Headey, and Mark Hamill as Skeletor. I recently spoke with EW's Nick Romano on our What to Watch video series about how the new voice actors master their roles. Let's talk about He-Man. He is voiced by Chris Wood, uh, who, I mean, Chris has been around for a while as a force in the CW, uh, you know, universe. But this kind of feels like a big deal for him. Do you think he does uh, the original He-Man, John Irwin, some justice here? I think he's having so much fun in this role. Um, But I I have to say, you know, no offense to Chris Wood, but Sarah Michelle Gellar just steals the show as Tila. Mm -hmm. She is so surprisingly good. And her husband... um, Freddie Prince Jr., obviously. He's done animation in, like, Star Wars and all of these things. And she, I was talking with her earlier, and she's definitely like, I kind of stole his voiceover recording studio to do this show. Well, at least her intentions weren't cruel. You can check out that full video at EW.com and People TV, and you can stream part one of Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix right now. And now this weekend's number one pick is Goals. It's Ted Lasso. The breakout comedy is back for season two on Apple TV+, fresh off of a record-breaking 20 Emmy nominations for its first season. Jason Sudeikis' Coach Lasso will attempt to lead AFC Richmond out of relegation and back into the Premier League with his winning combination of optimism, folksy humor, and, of course, biscuits. 
In her B-plus review of Season 2, EW's Kristen Baldwin writes that, despite a bumpy start, Ted Lasso, quote, maintains its comedic charm while expanding the world of its characters and even taking a few creative risks. So, about those expansions, this season introduces Sarah Niles as Dr. Sharon Fieldstone, a no-nonsense sports psychologist who's immune to Ted's overtures of friendship. Here's Niles on how she joined the Ted Lasso cult, even if her character doesn't. I've got a friend to help me do this self-tape. I was like, I don't know this show, but I knew who Jason was. Uh, I'm a big SNL fan, so I knew he was, but I was like, I don't know what this show is. My friend, when I told my friend, he was like, oh my gosh, this show, you have to watch it. You have to watch it. So then I did. I thought, I'm not going to watch it yet. I'm just going to do the self-tape. I just go what's on the page. And then I started watching it. I was like, I have to get this. Because like I said to Jason, I was doing all kinds of like lighting candles. <laughs> visualization, manifestation. I was like, Jason, Jason, get the job, get the job. I was so thrilled to get this job. I couldn't believe it. I was so excited. I was so giddy. You can check out more from Niles and the other women of Ted Lasso, Juno Temple and Hannah Waddingham, over at EW.com. And we're going into overtime on the show right now. Ted's first Biscuits with the Boss of Season 2 turns personal when Ted offers some dating advice to Rebecca. It's our soundbite of the week. So this um, chap I've been seeing, John. Stamos? No, his name's John Wingsnight, but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. Well, no, hold on a second. His name's John Wingsnight? Yes. Like at a sports bar, like Monday night's wings night down at PJ Flats, like that. Ted, would you please stop? Rule number one, even though it's called girl talk, sometimes it needs to be more like girl. Listen. Ah, new season, same Ted. And there's more where all of that came from. Ted Lasso season two is scoring, or streaming, on Apple TV Plus now. Finally this weekend, the answer to our trivia question. When was the last time the United States hosted the Olympics? 2004, 2002, or 1996? Don't be salty if you didn't get this right. The answer is 2002, when Salt Lake City hosted the Winter Games. The Olympics will finally return to the U.S. in 2028, when Los Angeles hosts that year's Summer Games. That's our show for this weekend. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you on Monday, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm Senior TV Editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great weekend. What to Watch. What to Watch is written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, produced and hosted by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Krokmal and Carly Usden.